おはようございます元気ですか皆さん Welcome to the Tachinomi Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Shinji. And we have our co-host, Benjamin. Hey, everyone. Hey, and we have a guest to, for today's podcast. We're really excited to introduce our guest, Joy Maki. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How's it going, Joy? It's cold here in Ireland and wet, but I'm good. Yeah, it's gotten really cold this weekend over here too. In the past few days, it's same、yeah. over there. Yeah, it's actually storming kind of thing. So,、mm. but it, there's like typhoons everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it hasn't been super rainy over here, but man, it got cold so、yeah. cold so quickly. It got really cold this week. Like, I think it dropped from like 70 or 80 to like 40 in like a day or so. So it's like. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, I walked outside in the morning and it was like, oh, it's freezing. I went back and had to go get some more clothes and stuff like that. But yeah, so are you enjoying your time studying abroad? Yeah, yeah, it's it's been fun. So well, you've been studying abroad in? I've been studying abroad in Galway, Ireland for a month and a half now. And、nice. yeah, it's it's the life of the party in Guinness <laughs> and beer and I don't drink beer, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what's your favorite thing about Ireland so far, and what's the thing you don't like? Maybe something you don't like so much.、Uh, my favorite thing so far is like I love the Saturday markets, which is basically like a farmer market that they have、um, in city center, and、mm. that's like medieval. Old rocks, like city pavement, and it's very beautiful. Like, and just like city center is very awesome. And yeah, almost everything's in walking distance, like thirty minutes walking distance. But it's really nice.、Um, I, I do not like the rain as much, but yeah, I miss I miss Kentucky. Yeah, really, <laughs> you yeah. miss Kentucky? I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say、that. this, but I miss I miss my home college. So yeah, yeah. Does it really Does it really rain as much as they like make like the stereotype where it's like they're like, oh, it's raining every single day. I think that feels like more like London stereotype. Like I think Galway is more like it's just it's misty most of the time, and you just always carry out your umbrella or just a raincoat. You just put it in your bag. You just don't know when it's going to rain. And, and it、I、just、see. happens sometimes for like ten minutes, very hard rain, and then it stops. But then it's like sunny for the rest of the day. So I see. It's just see. crazy weather. Yeah. Well, I think all over the world right now we're having pretty crazy weather. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. Hey, so Benjamin, are you are you happy that your sister is not at the college at the moment? Or are you super sad and disappointed because you can't spend time with her? I'm sad that she's not here because I'm meeting all the people and they're like, "Oh, you're Joy's sister." And like one of my friends actually, like yesterday, was saying that you know,、um, like, "Oh, your girl's so, your sister's like so hot and all that." And she was Whoa. like, "Whoa, she was, no, what?" She, she was seeing like the presentation of like your thing that you went to New York. They had like this website on like not、oh. website, but like on the computer. And she was like,、yeah. "Oh man, your sister's hot." And I'm like, "Okay, so but man."、Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone really likes you, and I could really see that here. And、um, okay. wait, so everyone is trying to hit on Joy through you? Then <laughs> they're like, "Hey, Benjamin, can you tell your sister I think she's really hot?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like grade school stuff. <laughs> I've heard some things from my friends about you. It wasn't, it wasn't you. like that. It wasn't like that.、No. It was just that she said、okay. you were really pretty. So that's what、oh, she's、okay. saying. <laughs> well, I've heard some things about you through my friends. That you All right, ladies and gentlemen, we should <laughs>、yeah. start our should, podcast. What's, what's what's the movie we're going to be talking about today, Joseph? <laughs> well, today's、uh, podcast is Howl's Moving Castle. We had a lot of requests for this podcast, and a lot of people who wanted to come on as guests. I'm sorry, we、um, we had a raffle, and we had, and unfortunately,、uh, we well, this time, not unfortunately, very fortunately, we were very happy to have Joy as our guest、mm-hmm. for this podcast. Yeah, yeah she, you know,、um, she she beat all her other competitors, and she you know won the raffle <laughs> by you know. Very、um, coincidentally, you know, just was able to come on this show. Yeah, it's very. Pres- 
Yeah. It's very prestigious. The fact that you're able to join this podcast, you should be very proud of yourself. Okay, it's one of the greatest yeah, achievements yeah. No, in it's life. It's not like I'm a Studio Ghibli expert or anything. It's not <laughs> like I own every single Studio Ghibli movie or anything, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, we, you were chosen for your expertise and your knowledge, of course. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell us, what is the, what is the plot synopsis of the movie? Okay. Let's make, well, so that's one of the things we'll be talking about the books a little bit, but we'll be focusing, of course, on the animation movie. Tell us the plot summary of the movie, Joy. Um, so it's basically this youngish girl that, um, works at a shop and happens to meet this magician and he helps her out in town. And then for some reason, there's, this witch that comes to her shop and puts a curse on her and makes her into like a 90 year old hag and she runs away and happens to stumble upon Hal's moving castle and she kind of convinces him to employ herself as a cleaning lady and you know it's I don't know how that turns into romance but it turns into romance and how grows up and Sophie learns how to accept herself and there's a little bit of action in war and then magic was broken and yeah I don't know that's and there's a happy ending in the end everyone's happy in the end that's good so <laughs> I remember years ago when we were talking about it you were telling me this was one of your favorite uh Studio Ghibli movies of all time does that is that still true or no um yeah, it's still one of my top staple yeah, animations of Number 1? Um I I don't know. <laughs> my <laughs> Wait, what changed? In the past you were such a big believer in House yeah, Moving no, Castle. Yeah, no, no, I do. I I do love it, but I like the original books also. So, and that's mm. also what's different. I don't know. I like Porco Rosso now. Probably hey, that was my more. favorite really? movie. Don't take mine. <laughs> Why are you taking my favorite movie? That's such bullcrap. There's no way. Wait, seriously? There's no, no seriously. way that's your favorite. Seriously, yeah. that's my favorite movie by far. Like, well, oh, you mean know. Porco Rosso? Porco yeah, I said Rosso, Porco Rosso. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you meant Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant Porco Rosso. <laughs> okay, I see. Well. well yeah. There's so many new ones that I haven't watched in depth yet. Like, I've watched it once or twice, but I mm -hmm. haven't watched it many, many times over again. So, like, you know, there's the new Studio Poniac that, like, created the Mary and the Witch's Flower or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I watched like that. that. That was pretty good, too. So, like, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's still one of the tops. But, yeah, you know, there's always the staples of, like... um Spirited away. Spirited away, and uh, oh, what's the the Nausicaa? Mononoke, Nausicaa, Nausicaa. Yeah, yeah, Mononokeime. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, if you can't tell from my sarcasm, you hate this movie. <laughs> no, I do not. It's not that I hate it. I just, Spectacle. I just think it's overrated. Okay. I think it's overrated. This is incredible. Actually, we can talk about this. Um, of all the different Studio Ghibli movies out there, this is by far the most divisive and controversial movie, which if, which is kind of surprising if you actually watch the movie. But there's a big divide in the fandom between people who think this is one of the best, this is like the best movie in the world, and then people who like me who are like, so what, this is not so special. Mm. I'm kind I of... Have yeah. I happen to think that, yeah. you know, I think it's overrated. I think it's it's gotten to the point where everyone is talking about it's so good that I think it's overrated now. I, I don't think it's as good as a lot of his other things. His best piece? His best movie? Mm, I'm, ah, that's, that's a really hard thing to say, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I think if you just look at the aspect of the romance of the movie, the majority of female viewers would love this movie okay mm. i don't know so much of the male aspect um but guys i know at least from my high school back in japan they like this movie too because you know he's it's it's a sweet love story that's not thinking of like what it means in a cinematic you know rating okay. or criticism it's just the voice of the people 
I see. That I that see. don't think so deep into movies. I think they just enjoy it. It's it's entertaining. Don't you think it's entertaining though? I th- I think like, it's bottom uh, line. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll say my opinion. I think there's some parts of the movie that I like, and but like the majority, I think I like it. It's uh, like I said, I don't think it's best. That's just my personal opinion. I don't think it's the best Studio Ghibli movie, but I think it's very like visually appealing, like very. Mm wide range of colors and like this very like pleasing to the eye and like um but also like you said like the if you just look at the story and analyze it as a film i guess it doesn't make sense and like the ending is very strange and like there's some like contradictions in the movie but like so like i wouldn't say like it's maybe the best but i really enjoy it like you know i have a favorite character and like yeah, i really like him and then he's um just like i think it's I really I can really relate with Sophie in that sense. So mm. that's why I, I kind of like this movie. But like at the same time, you know, there's uh, parts that I like don't like. So yeah, that's just my You did you you guys brought up two things that I wanted to talk about. One thing I really do agree, it is one of the most like visually entertaining Ghibli movies, I think. It's very fantastic. It's very whimsical, I think. It's very entertaining to watch the visual aspect. Another thing, Joy, that you were talking about um, would you say this is the best done romance? If it's just a romance, do you, would you say it's the best of all the Ghibli films? Because I, some films have it, other films don't. Like, but I, if you're just looking at the romance aspect. If I'm just looking at the romance aspect, just the growth of the two individuals of the movie, Hal's growth as a person, and then Sophie's growth as a person, both, you know, growing up or realizing that who they are is enough. And accepting each other for that, I think in that sense, it is one of the best romances or the most complicated ones within the Studio Ghibli universe. Because a lot of the other ones are a lot more, they're younger, right? Because the protagonists are younger. And it's more like first innocence, getting to know someone for the first time. Yeah. But this one, there's maybe there's more depth to that romance, maybe. I mean, in the bottom line, I think both Hal and Sophie, like, hate each other in some point. And who can't oh, really? relate to that? Like, everyone hates, you know, some part of yourself and, like, you want to change and stuff. So, like, I think that's what makes them relatable, too. Mm. It's just they're more dramatic about it and I see. over the top. But I see. Yeah. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Thank you for doing the plot summary. Um, so, one of the things that in the very beginning of the movie, so Sophie, Sophie is, she's the oldest of three kids, right? Yes. And she's a very, <clears throat> she thinks, she thinks, big asterisks here, that she's a very plain and boring and normal person. Yes. But she encounters how kind of by accident, but he saves her, and then all of a sudden she's, the witch of the waste comes and puts a curse on her. So, like, one of the things that is not very clear in the movie is why, why Sophie, of all the different people out there, in a, in a sense, like, Sophie is a very boring, plain mm-hmm. person. Why is she the person who gets the curse on her, on the witch of the waste? What do you think? Um, uh, Benjamin. Well, I think that Sophie really struggles with, like, how she views herself. She doesn't think she's pretty. She thinks she's plain and all that, but this is just me thinking. Um, I think that the witch of the waste kind of got jealous in a sense. And like, like the witch of the waste, like I think the whole thing about the witch of the waste is like, she wants to stay young. She wants to stay beautiful. And then there's this girl that's like, Oh, you know, I'm not pretty. Oh, I'm like, I'm just normal. (laughs) Oh, I'm so boring. But like, you know, I think, in a sense, it could be the Witch of the Waste is kind of jealous in that sense, and also, like... Wait, so she's jealous of that fake... Well, so the Witch of the Waste thinks that Sophie is being fake and pretending to, no, no, like, no, no. say all those things? No, 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 I'm not saying that she's being fake. She's jealous of her youth and her beauty. And, like... Okay. Think, and then I think that, um, you know, also that... It's, it's just that... I, I really don't like. I I don't know why she again like she targeted Sophie, but that's just my I what I think. Well, and- I I also think it's jealousy, but I think it's she's in the movie. I thought it said that she was like she has been in love with, um, 
Oh, damn it. Hal. That's right. She's been in love with Hal for a very, very long time. And I, I agree it's jealousy, but I think she's jealous of Sophie because Sophie had that one interaction with, Hal. had that one interaction yeah. with Hal. And, um, yeah, look at me. I'm already forgetting the main character's <laughs> name. It's plastered on the title, but I can't remember. No, but it's almost like that jealous ex that's not over you. And the moment that person sees, <laughs> sees Hal or sees Sophie with another person, like Hal with another person, like the Witch of the Waste like totally freaks out. And she's like, I think she's jealous of Sophie because she, she's like, thinks that Sophie and Hal are an item or together. Even all, even though like it's only been only one interaction. Yeah. It's kind of funny how Hal's actions like bring misfortune to others because that wasn't Sophie's (laughs) fault it was how that hit on Sophie and Mm. it was how that even talked to the witch of the waste and got her jealous in the first place because he approached her because he was um attracted to her powerfulness and magic and that's how they knew each other that this is a long time ago before the story right yeah yeah, this is before the actual story. And they do mention it in the movie, like how it explains like, oh, I was like misguided. I, I just was attracted to her because of her magic. But then she's this crazy, jealous person. So, yeah. Well, one of the, one of the things that you were talking about before in the book, it's a little bit different, right? Why? Yes. So the book explains so much more than the movie does of who Sophie is. So Sophie in the books is the oldest of three siblings, and then she also has a stepmother who is very, very young. Um, and, of course, she loses. Uh, they lose their father. Sophie's the oldest, who owns the hat shop. Um, and the second youngest is... What's her name again? Le- Letty? Martha? Oh, wait. I thought Letty was the youngest. No, Letty is the middle. She's okay. the beautiful one that works at the bakery and as a waitress yeah. and whatnot. And then there's a third sister actually called Martha... And in this world, she goes to, like, a wizarding school or, like, a magic school. So in this world, there's magic everywhere. And you either train to be a magician or you're born with it. And it's never explained in the movies, but Sophie actually has magical powers. So when she creates Ah. hats in her hat shop, she's actually breathing in life and magic into the things she touches or creates. So that's, so that's why the hats are so special, right? Yeah, they're so special and beautiful. Like, And that's why it's very popular and her store, you know, goes on and mm. is popular. Yeah. So then the Witch of the Way sees Sophie doing that, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So in the books... Actually, yeah, the Witch of the Wish actually notices that Sophie has magical powers and she's not so much as, she probably is so jealous of like the interaction with Hal, like hitting on her, but it's more like she takes, Sophie doesn't really realize she has magical powers. That's the thing in the books. And so Sophie makes these hats and beautiful, but the Witch of the Wish and uh, the Witch of the Wasteland thinks that Sophie is challenging her on her own turf. So she is actually um, feeling violated that this upcoming young new witch is taking over her territory. So that's why she tries to see who she is, goes to her hat shop and confronts her, and then ultimately curses her. Yeah, so. yeah. So you could say it was kind of the misunderstanding of the Witch of the West because Sophie didn't know that she wasn't intending it, but like the Witch of the West thought she was challenging her. So like it was, the Witch of the West misunderstood that in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's like many different reasons why she might have gotten cursed, but it's one one of the things I was thinking about the introduction of the movie. It was actually a very good introduction, I think. Sometimes movies, the beginnings are too long. It takes too long introducing characters or it takes too long until the actual story starts. Mm-hmm. This, like in this story, you meet the three most important characters, basically Sophie, Hal, and the mm-hmm. Wish of the Waste very early on. And it kind of throws you right into the story. Mm-hmm. Immediately, you know, yeah. psh, Sophie gets the curse. And then the story, you know, there's not action, but there's plot, there's progress. And that yeah. was something else that I was, that I was watching the movie. I think it was very good in the mm-hmm. sense the beginning was very good of, of how 
in in that dynamic and how it starts the story. Yeah, I definitely love the storytelling of the animation. Like, there's not very many lines within the first ten, fifteen minutes of the story. It's just these are the people. This is kind of who they are. You know, their stereotypes or like there's some people that you can recognize, and it happens. And then、yeah. she goes off and finds Howl's moving castle in the yeah, wasteland. Yeah. So, yeah. One of the things I feel like the problem with new movies is that they try too much like narration、mm. or plot exposition, whereas this movie it doesn't do that, but it shows you the world、mm. without like dumping information. And I think that's like a really good thing this movie does.、Um, so next, so after she gets the curse, okay, I have a problem with this. After she gets the curse, what the heck, Sophie? She goes to the wayside because. Why? Why? Why are you gonna go to the wasteland just because you're cursed? Why can't you tell your sister or your mom? See, I have a problem with this. What the heck? Why are you leaving your whole family to go to the wasteland to die? Like, what's wrong with you? I, what do you think, Joy or Benjamin? Like, yeah, I think she just hates herself, but also doesn't want to become a problem to other people, and that's why she leaves. Like, how is she gonna explain to her sisters or her stepmother like she's a ninety-year-old? Grandma, like how, a she, witch cursed she, me. Yeah, no, remember, but like, Joseph, remember, remember, like the curse was that she can't、oh, tell other people. Talk, yeah.、Right. Wait, what if she could write it down? <laughs> no, I. You can't talk about. No, it. I, I'm joking.、Yeah. Yes, yes. But yeah, she. I think she just. I don't know. I relate to that. I don't want to be a problem to people, so I run away sometimes. So I don't know why she went to that specific place. I just think she was trying to run away. Like mm, and get mm. remove herself from the situation. I see, I see. What do you think, Benjamin? I I I agree with Joy, but like I think that、um, that she like first of all, like she couldn't tell the curse to no one else, and I think she kind of felt like hopeless in the sense that like no one can help her,、mm. and. Also, not like not just the fact that she felt like it was going to be a burden, but like she she didn't know what to do. So like and like she couldn't tell people about her curse, so she decides to go to the wasteland, I guess. And like you know, I don't I don't know if she really had any like not like you know hope in the sense that she knew that Hal was going to help her. I don't think she had any of that. Like even when she meets Hal, she doesn't meet him for her to help her with the curse or like. Fix her curse. So, like, I don't, I don't think that was like she. I think she kind of has already given up on like getting cured, her curse getting cured in that sense. And I think, but that's actually a really good point, though,、mm-hmm. um, Benjamin. We can talk about this more. But in a way, when she's meeting Hal, she's not expecting anything from him. No. And also, one of the best things about Sophie. Is that she's not selfish in a way. She's not like, oh, you should break this curse for me. She's very willing to serve, don't you think? Yeah. Like she's,、mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's one of the really good qualities about her. I think. I I agree. I agree.、Too. And and this in a way, growing old. This curse, even though it's cursed her, and she's grown super old. In many ways, I think it's also very freeing for her too, because she's so bound by her past life and her sense of duty, and this idea that she's a boring, plain person and she's never going to amount to much. Like this is her whole life up until this moment. But the moment she becomes old, she has a sense of humor. She's funny. She's going to go challenge things. And even though in the beginning it's kind of like going out in the waste, in a way, this curse does free her from her past life to go and walk her own path for the first time. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Well, so Sophie meets Hal. Maybe we should talk a little bit about Hal too. Do you think Hal is a good? Okay. Would you want to date Hal? Would you fall in love with Hal? Okay. <laughs> do you like? Do you think Hal is a good person or no? This is like a two-way question, or like in the movies, yes. He's portrayed as this guy who saves her from, you know, these soldiers heckling with her or catcalling her, and he's the one who just like walk walks in, just sweeps her off her feet, literally into the sky, and、mm. brings her down. But no, in the books, the only reason he's outside ever is to find girls and flirt with them. 
Like, he's this very selfish, obnoxious, rich, childish magician that doesn't... You kind of get that in the movie once they start living together, but, like, the initial, you know, interaction you have with him is, oh, he's such a nice guy just, you know, helping me, saving me. Like, I mean, and I guess that's a typical hero, but I don't. I didn't like... So, it's like... You don't like Hal till the very end once he grows up. In so, the books? Mm, yeah, both. Mm, no, both okay. in the books and the movie. But okay, yeah. it's just in the books, he's actually more terrible than he's portrayed in the movie. In the books, he's he's just trash, honestly. <laughs> but that makes it so much more interesting. He grows so much more, you know? Well, why? Okay, so explain more. Why is he so much more trash in the books? <sighs> I don't know. I I think it's also kind of like a reverse gender thing because, like, in the books, because Sophie becomes ugly and she's a female, which her, you know, value is based on appearance and beauty and stuff. And Well, that's how the world... And that's, that's how, how the world we... is... Not, not necessarily that's true, but Howell is mm-hmm. also... But he's more um, captured in the sense of, like, he spends as much time as a woman would spend on makeup, hair, perfume, and clothes, and, yeah, so, like, it's, like, the flip side of, like, he's this beautiful young man, but has nothing inside, and Mm. Sophie's this not-so-beautiful, but this wonderful person that doesn't realize her worth, so, like, it's, like, their uh, outside appearances aren't matching their inside of who they are. And I think that's what the story is about is like realizing uh, for Sophie, like it doesn't matter what you look, you're a wonderful person and how like humble the fuck. Oh, sorry. Um, humble yeah, no, yourself. Like a, Cause you're not, yeah, yeah. you're not as great as you think you are. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Benjamin, do you like how? No, I think he's really, I mean, he, <laughs> in the end he changes, but I think he's pretty chash in like the beginning. Like, or not, not just the beginning, but like, he's really like, he's like, oh, you know, I'm so good and I'm so pretty. Oh, look at me. And like, (laughs) that's kind of, you know, over like kind of being a dramatic, but I think he, he really doesn't like care about any, like, he's very apathetic in the sense that like, he's like, oh, like, you're not pretty. I don't care. Like, you know, I care about how pretty I am. I care about like me. It's like. He is very self-centered in that sense. I agree. Like, you could really tell that early on. And then, um, but at the time, I think what's beautiful about this whole story is that, like, how he learns to, like, care about other people or, like, he learns, he starts to change. And Sophie, in the sense, like, changes in the sense that, like, she can view herself more positively and she knows that someone cares for her. And I think that that change on both sides really is what makes the movie good. And, but I think how beginning, of course, like he's very trash and, you know, I would, I wouldn't even dare talk with him, but, um, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the kind of guy that I'd be like, oh, this guy's, you know, just hopping from girl to girl and just, eh, I, I wouldn't yeah. like him. He I wouldn't even like him as a friend. Yeah. 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 But one of the things I thought too, like in the movie, one of the reasons I thought he was so childish or immature is because I felt like when he, maybe it was my misunderstanding. I felt like he basically when he when he signed that contract with Calcifer, the fire demon who yeah. fell from a falling star and was about to die, but he signs a contract. So Hal signs a contract with this fire demon Calcifer, and thinks um, Hal gives up his heart so that in a way Calcifer can live on in exchange. Hal will get great great magical power. I feel like even though how might have like physically he might have grown from that, but I feel like he he never grew mentally from that. He was always I felt maybe my misunderstanding is from the movie, but I almost felt like he always stayed that child inside and just never grew up from that. And maybe that's one of the reasons why he's so vain or so immature. I think that can be an interpretation. Yeah, like totally. It's like this little child gaining this great power and then you know once you have this big power what's the point of training human skills because you could make people do whatever you want to do so of course you're going to become selfish like (laughs) yeah yeah and another thing that you lightly touched on before Mm. 
he's he's a playboy, right? He In is. the movie, it doesn't really show it very much. I mean, it shows it a little bit. Well, so interesting thing I thought they changed in the movie. Maybe um, Hayao Miyazaki was just trying to make Hal into a more likable character or main protagonist. Probably, but in the in the mo- in the books, he's the pr- he's the magician that steals girls' hearts, right? But in the movie, they say he's the magician who eats girls' hearts or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was rumored in the mo- in the movie version, anime version, they. S- they lightly mention, oh, um, about Sophie and Letty when, like, they're in the story. They're like, oh, aren't those the sisters who their other sister's heart got eaten by Hal? Like, and that's the only mention they mention of Martha, the third sister. But mm-hmm. in the books, like, no, it's not. It's it's what the girls end up saying because they're ashamed that they couldn't catch Hal's heart. And they blame it on him kind of thing. They make him the bad guy. Interesting. Wait, so in the so books, they say like, the oh, girls want the to one. be with Hal then. Yeah, so it's it's more the girls blaming Hal that like they couldn't get him. So they kind of say, oh, he ate my heart. He's the bad guy. Like, it's not my fault that I couldn't get him kind of thing. So he he's actually portrayed as the bad guy sometimes when it wasn't even his fault. But he it, it is kind of his fault because he is very flirtatious. And that's how he got in trouble with the Witch of the West. Because mm. he's the one who approached her. It wasn't the other way around. And then yeah. he gets all these crazy exes or jealous madams or patrons or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, uh, oh, what was that? Scott, Scott Steele? No, not Scott Steele. Scott something. Scott Pilgrim versus the world <laughs> and his, like, the seven evil or nine evil exes. Anyway, yeah. different movie, different story. <clears throat> um. So one of the things, too, how is supposed to be one of the most powerful magicians or wizards out there, but why doesn't he recognize Sophie under the curse? Or do you think he recognized her? But, I, but like, in the beginning, it seems like he doesn't recognize her at all. I think he, in the movie, he kind of later on, not at first, not when she's, like, old and ugly, like, he just, or she kind of pushes her way in by staying. Like, he didn't even want her to be a cleaning person, but she... Fine. you know just being blunt old lady like i'm gonna i'm gonna clear you're a slob you're a mess um <laughs> but no sophie does uh, not sophie Howell does realize that he has a curse she has a curse on um and then there, he was like where'd you get that piece of paper sophie and it's like a sign or a signal from the witch of the west and mm. he's like yeah i can't take this curse off of you you the only the per- person that cursed you is the only one who could take it off kind of thing so they do explain mm. that in the movie somewhat but okay i don't know it never really shows how how thinks of sophie in terms of like once you turn old and like i mean but he doesn't reject her because he she's just ugly but i i don't know that's a that's a good question I don't know if he really realizes who she is. And very much, this movie is a very Sophie-centered perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't really get to see much of what Hal thinks very Mm -mm. often, do we? No, not really. And, yeah, in the books, too, it's... I always wonder why it was called Hal's Moving Castle. Because, like, I mean, Sophie's basically the main character. And Hal doesn't even show up in this, like, sequel, the second book. Like, it's not even about him. So Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say eventually? It should be, like, Sophie and her terrible curse or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, I, I thought it was interesting. Like, wasn't the original book's name, like, Hal and his, like, um fire demon calcifer or something yeah yeah um the the magician howl and the fire demon is like Mm. and then the subtitle is howl's moving castle like that's not even the main title that's like the subtitle yeah yeah so i guess one of the this is a good time to talk about like some of our like well the best scenes or funniest lines like i think one of the funny well what what do you guys think is like one of the best scenes or funniest lines? My favorite scene is where Hal throws a tantrum because his hair turned orange because Sophie cleaned his disgusting bathroom. 
He should be thanking her for cleaning that mess. But no, he complains like, I'm ugly. I have orange hair. What do you have against people with orange hair? Like, come on. (laughs) But then he goes into this whole mess and blob and like throwing a fit and goes unconscious and just is in his own mucus. It's just disgusting. It's just, he's a drama queen. It's it's, it's really funny though. Yeah, um, like I was, I wrote down his line. He's like, "I give up. I cannot see any point in living if I can't be beautiful." <laughs> and that's that's like where the best two lines come out is like where he's complaining about being beautiful, and then like yeah. Sophie's like, "I've never been fucking beautiful. Shut up! Like it doesn't matter yeah, about yeah. that. Like I'm old." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> he just turns into blob and he doesn't do anything. He's just like lying there on the fireplace with ooze coming out for hours, like. <laughs> And then she has to clean that up too. Like, oh, I know. poor Sophie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he makes such a mess, and she still has to clean it up. That was that was a really gross scene. Like with all of, like the like green goo coming out. Like you said, is mucus, but that was oh. And she, I remember that, I remember so clearly that she had to bring this chair through, and he had to she had like literally like <laughs> swim through his mucus and that was like yeah. oh i would like i think sophie is like you know the hero like she just like takes care of how cleans his place you know cleans up after his like his mess and but you know he doesn't even say thanks he's like oh it's all your fault oh i just you know why did you do this I'm like uh See, I don't think this relationship is even equal. It's not. I feel like Hal is getting the way better deal. And like, what is Hal giving to Sophie? He he can't even break his cur- her curse for her, and she's like taking care of a big baby. Mm. I, I don't know I, what's in it for Sophie. I mean, I don't know. That's probably a wrong way to look at relationships and saying, "Oh, what's in it for me?" But well, I do think like, like Sophie is giving uh, so unequal. much to Hal. Yeah. yeah, you're saying Sorry? it's unequal. You're saying it's unequal relationship? Yeah, it's an unequal relationship. But right after that, he kind of explains more about his pathetic, you know, miserable life of, like, never having a parent, growing up an orphan and all that. And that's where it starts to change. And, like, oh, you actually That's took- just excuses, I man. know, but he's like, <laughs> someone actually took care of me. Like, I don't think he's ever had that human contact again because he became so strong so young. He never had a family he never grew up with love and then she's kind of giving him unconditional love no matter how unfair it is she's still like you know taking care of him and i think that's where his heart starts to change towards her yeah and Mm -hmm. then after that you show he shows a scene and tries to help her out with something during their chores or buys her some vegetables or something so like his attitude kind of changed after that yeah after that scene so he starts he starts to become normal like a normal human yeah. being. <laughs> well, I, I think he starts he's like, getting there sophie comes into his life and like he starts i guess to learn people skill for the first time and like how how other people actually care for him and i think that really changes his world and he notices like how like the beauty of like you know other people like that actually care for like people in general and I think it regains his faith for humanity, not like just humanity in the sense, but like he, he like, Sophie cares for him so much. And then like, I think that helps him learn to care more about things. Like, you know, he really doesn't care about like, you know, anyone else. Like he doesn't care what isn't beautiful in his eyes. But then like, I think he starts to, his view starts to change and he, he's able to see other people in different like set of lens. I think not just, like beautiful not beautiful but like more of like that person like the inside of that person i would say like not just the outward appearance but and that, that's and that's all what, those like past all those past relationships that Howell has had has been a very all just surface level yeah, relationship yeah. for the first time he's having like a real deep relationship with someone right benjamin yeah i would, I would definitely say so yeah i think like this at least the books, the more topic is like, what did it, I mean, honestly, it's what it is to be human. And that actually point is more like pushed because like the, the witch of the wasteland, she actually ends up wanting how Salomon, which is actually a male in the original books. Um, and then the prince, the prince of, of the other land, she's trying to collect 
their pieces of flesh to create this perfect human, mm. put that person wins over the world and then marry that and become queen of the world. Like that's her original mission in the books that never happens or never comes out in the movie. But the topic, like the original stock is like, what, why are you, why are we so obsessed with eternal beauty mm. that is outside or what is, beauty in the inside and then what is this perfect human or what it what does it mm. mean to be human is like the topic yeah. of the original books which mm, i don't know if it translates as much as it is in the books to the movie yeah so. in, in a way hayao mizaki i do feel some sympathy for him mm. because he had to take it's always so difficult adapting novels into movies because you have so much source material and you only have an hour and a half or two hours right. of movie time and you just cannot do fit everything into one movie and do justice to the book. And in that sense, I do have some sympathy for him. So like in terms of plot, like, yes, like he couldn't cover everything, but the visual aspects, it literally is how I would imagine the book's world coming to life. Mm. So I have no like argument or like what negative thing comment about the visual aspect of how he envisioned the world. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. That's how I, like imagine that reading the books but there's the plot holes and there always will be but you know come on <laughs> okay cool. okay cool. quick question like who is your favorite character in this like story like i i think i know i asked you guys but my favorite character is um mark markle or was like the Marco, apprentice of yeah Al. yeah I think, Merkel, he's, like, yeah. I think he's really cute when he becomes the old guy you know he wears yeah. his hoodie and then he gets his beard and i just i just really like him and then you know, he's one of the other people besides Sophie that, you know, actually, you know, he might have became an apprentice for Hal because, you know, he was the most powerful and all that. But I think he, like, he, in a sense, he helps Hal to, and, like, I just really like him as a character. I think he's really cute, and, like, I like him. So, what about your guys' favorite character? Yeah, I like Marco, too. Like, that's the only, like, kind side of Hal you get to see, but... <laughs> I mean, he t he's also an orphan, so that's probably why he had sympathy for him and took in him. But my favorite character, um, I mean, come on, it's Sophie. Like, mm. she's she's so strong, and it takes her time to realize that. And, you know, it takes guts to tell someone you love, like, mm. you know, that I understand you're beautiful, I understand these things, but you're hurt, like... She kind of confronts him. You have to confront people you love. Mm. And I think that's the hardest thing for her. And she goes out of her way to do so many things for this person. I mean, how, obviously. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I I do like how Hayao Miyazaki always creates these strong female characters. And I do yeah. admire him for not taking that away from the books. Yeah. yeah. Mm. She is by far the most likable character in the whole story and <laughs> yeah. most sympathetic. Yeah. And and she is also the most, I don't want to say heroic, but she is the person you would want to model yourself after. Heroes are people you want to model yourself after. Heroes are people you want to look up to. And I feel like she is by far the most heroic or in that sense, the person you would most want to be like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my favorite character, it's probably it's got to be Calcifer. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. Calcifer, he's just got a lot of the best lines and his comebacks and he's such he he's very much like how to. He's very he's also very dramatic. He's very prissy. He's always like, "Oh, I'm dying. I'm fine. Give me firewood." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, the water, the water, the water." Or like he's having like he's all so these sassy, like sassy too. He is. He's really good. And, you know, deep, you know, we find out, even, in fact, yeah. he's a really powerful fire demon. He's, like, one yeah. of the strongest out there. But he's just got a really funny personality, great lines. Um, I don't think the story would work without him, in a way. I think this, he's almost like a, he's like he made it in a way. He's like a, a comedic foil done right. Yeah. He's yeah. not like a Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Where people <laughs> oh, are going to no. hate that character. And all the comedy and all the funny things at people, you know, it just ruins the story. Like, Calcifer, it doesn't at all. In fact, it makes the story so much better. And it's, like, one of the best examples of a good comedic character, I think. 
And yeah. I also want to mention that the voice acting in the English version was done by Christian Bale. Oh, he gives his whole heart into this performance. It's so good. <laughs> Christian Bale, hey, I applaud your performance for Calcifer. That was yeah. fantastic. That's yeah, really I- unlikely for me to think. He's such a sassy character because, like, one of my favorite Calcifer lines is, like, I hate the fire and gunpowder. They have no manners. Like, they're, like, so low-level than I. And, like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just, like, Christian Bale saying that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I, I really yeah. like I really like the scene where like Calcifer is like eating all the eggshells and he's like, Give me more, give me more. I really like that scene. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think he's yeah. just an adorable yeah. blob yeah. of fire. Yeah. But I think like yeah. he, you know, he is really important in the sense of like the story that like, you know, he's the one that's moving the castle. He's the one that gave like, <laughs> you know, how his power but like he's kind of over not but yeah, he his role is comedic, but like I think he's really important, and like, um, but like Miyazaki Hayao like really did a good job in like portraying that, I guess, and I, yeah, I think he's yeah. a really interesting character too. And I I just do wish they kept the part that Sophie had magic in the movie because that explains mm. so much more other things. Because so would you would you like to talk about the ending? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I would like to talk about because the I think that all like. It that ex, um the ending is very different depending on that perspective of whether Sophie has magic or not. Right. So, like in the movie, she doesn't have magic. She's just a normal girl, and like she somehow gets the heart back from the wrinkled old witch of the wasteland, and you know takes Calcifer out the castle in the castle to go back. It, I don't know. It just it doesn't make yeah, any I, sense. I have my bones to pick about those, so we can okay. come back and hit those okay, later. But yeah. like. In the book, it's because Sophie has the magic power to give whatever she creates life is how she saves Hal and Calcifer together. Because they both would have died once they were removed or taken away from each other. But it's the fact that she has the magic to put life into whatever she touches is why she saves both of them. And you, they never... It's just, I don't... Yeah. I still I, in the movie, like it does. It's not explained at all. How does she save them? She's just she just gives the heart back to yeah. How like, and the customer flies off. And like, oh. It's more of like yeah. the power of love kind of thing. I think they I just push more the romance fact that like, oh, she just loved them so much, and like giving his heart back and Calcifer's free again, kind of thing. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't. It is a happy ending. It's just I don't. I since I know the book, I'm not very happy about it. So yeah, yeah. What about what about yeah, the kissing so, kissing on the scarecrow? Like, you know, kissing you, the scarecrow. You actually see that was another that okay. I I I have so many questions and bones to pick, and okay. I'm just gonna interject. Like in the movie, mm-hmm. he turns out to be the prince. Yeah, and who and he was the cause of the war, which is true. And in the book, there's so much more explanation. But in the movie, you're like, "What he- the heck? I don't care who you are. <laughs> who like you barely come up in the story. Yeah, you were a scarecrow, but no one cares. All we care about is this romance between Hal and Sophie. Yeah, like you were just tacked on at the end, just yeah. to, like because you had to be there. But you don't care about the prince. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go stop the war." And you're like, "Oh, fuck the war. Who cares about you? Show us more Sophie and Hal." I know because. Yeah, the movie never really explains the importance of the prince from the other country. Like, and that's that's the most important part of the plot and like w- one of the books. And well, the reason why he, at least in the movie, is because he was cursed that if someone doesn't fall in love with him for true love and kisses him, he he will never turn back from a scarecrow. But Sophie's not even in yeah. love with him. Yeah. He, well, he loves her. He is his so it- true love. If his oh. true love kisses him. I still have a problem with that. Time out. Okay. So that means that he can fall in love with anyone. And all he's like, oh, that girl walking there. I'm in love with her. I'm in love with her. I'm in love with her. No, but she kidding. has to kiss him. Like, how, yeah, how is that going to happen? No, think, he he yes. can't even talk. I, I think yeah. the scarecrow was like really, like he was a gentleman. I think like when it was raining, Cubby, he had the yeah. umbrella. I remember that. Like you, said he, you said he was like, oh, he was like nobody. But I think he, he was like very... You know, he would help her with the laundry. You know, he would be like mm-hmm. the host. And I, I think he was... And he guided her to yeah, Howl's Castle exactly. too, right? He's the one that kind of, in a sense, like, 
help them meet each other. Like he, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who shows her in the first place. Oh wow! In many ways, he's the gentleman that Hal never was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think yeah. it's Prince Justin. Like his name never mm-hmm. comes up. Like, but it's Prince Justin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah. What about th- they should have either done more to give us more about that character or just, like, totally got rid of him well, together. Well, again, they don't really explain the motive of the Witch of the West, which she's not really the bad guy even in the whole movie. Solomon is. And that's the whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, Solomon is portrayed as the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. And Solomon's not the bad guy in the book. So it's just mm-hmm. who, who you do the bad guy and stuff. And, but he's the key character in terms of, like, she needs him to create the perfect human to rule over all the lands and stuff in the book. But yeah. he's not, so. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's a great thing. I remember, Benjamin, your favorite scene, you were telling us earlier that it was the scene when uh, <laughs> Hal, sends, Hal sends Sophie, his supposed mother, to go confront Madame Suleiman, right? Yeah. But then Hal shows up to save her? Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I thought, like, you know, Hal was a very, this kind of, like, heavy boyfriend. He's like, oh, like, do this for me, do that for me. And he sends her <laughs> instead of, you know, he's just lazy. He's like, oh, I don't want to go to the palace. Oh, they called me, but, you know, I think I think they'll give up on me if I send my supposed mother, you know, who's so, actually Sophie. <laughs> And, you know, like, she'll probably use her, like, old woman, like, you know, nagging power to, like, you know, make them give up on me. <laughs> and so you know, mean. And then, but, like, and she goes and she actually meets um, Witch of the Waste and, you know, they have, like, a little scene and all that. But, like, I think, I think it was good in the sense that, like, starting out, like, you know, he just lost the color of his hair. He's really depressed. And that's why he was like, oh, go do this for me. I don't feel like it. You know, I, I really don't feel like it. But then... Then later on, like, you know, like you said, like, Solomon actually isn't the bad guy in the book, but, like, in, in the movie, at least, you know, like, yeah, Solomon tries to capture, is. you know, yeah. like, activates her magic and all that, and then, but, like, Hal kind of swoops in and, you know, and saves her, and I think that that shows, like, I think that was the turning point in Hal, I kind of feel like, where he, like, actually starts mm-hmm. to care about Sophie and, like, his his view changes for towards her and like I think that's why I think that was a really good scene and like that um it was it represented the change within Hal and then Sophie like um when she's actually talking with Solomon like she gets confident and she starts to get younger and younger and then like um she declare for the first time she declares her love for Hal right she's like yeah I am in love with Hal yeah confident she's really confident and like on the way mm-hmm. back, she, again, like, grows, like, older again. But, like, I think that was really important. And, like, I thought it was really nice how, like, I mean, Hal did ditch her. Like, you know, he's like, oh, I need to go. And he just gives her a ring. And, you know, like, oh, just so you could, this ride is really easy. Just ride back home and all that. And he was, like, again, he was really <laughs> trashed there. And he just flies off. But, like, I think, I think that, like, ring that he gave to, like, for her to guide her, like, that pointed the way back to the castle. I think mm-hmm. that was really in a sense, romantic, but, like, he shows his care towards her. So, like, that's why I thought it was a really good scene. And and I guess, I guess you can, you were saying that it's the first time we see how do something for mm. Sophie and not the other way around. Yeah, and right after that, he goes back and, you know, recreates her shop for her, makes a house for mm-hmm. her, and connects his door from the moving castle to her shop. Yeah. And, like, he's yeah, doing something nice yeah. for her after that. But it mm-hmm. never happens till yeah that scene so yeah yeah and I remember you were um, one of the best like later on in the movie too he has that really good line where Sophie is kind of asking him like hey why did you come back and then he responds you know oh why you know why you know I've run away enough I've run around enough. But I finally found someone I really want to protect. I know. And then I'm like, oh, my heart. Yeah, Yeah, it's so good. It's romantic. I want someone to say that to me, whisper into my ear. I finally found someone I want to protect. And that's you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe it sounds cheesy when I'm saying it. (laughs) It's so damn cheesy. But like when you hear it in the movie... Well, I don't know. Maybe you still think it's cheesy, but at least it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's good cheese. Good cheese. Yeah, it's good cheese. Yeah. What, yeah. what was it? What, okay. Hey. What was your problem with the ending? You said you really didn't like the ending. Like, where how like Sophie changes her mind and all that. Like, explain, explain about that, Joseph. 
Well, the, no, the nitpicking. Just another. Okay, another nitpick. <laughs> so Sophie sees how fighting the war in the distance. And they're in the wasteland. She's like, we need to go save Hal. We need to go save Hal. And she like tries to get the Witch of the Waste and Merkel and Calcifer to go save him. But she's like, all right, Calcifer, in order to save him, you need to destroy the castle. <laughs> and she and Calcifer's like, no, 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 you don't understand. If you take me out of the castle, the castle's going to get destroyed. And she's like, oh, it's okay. Trust me. And she takes him out of the castle. And the castle crumbles to the ground. And then she just turns around and she's like, wait, no, Calcifer, create a castle. We need to move the castle to go save. <laughs> How? And I, I was just thinking, like, why, why the heck? Why couldn't you just go save Howl in the castle first and then destroy the castle? Why did you have to destroy the castle and then turn around and ask how to, Calcifer to create it again? I think it was because of the door connection. Like, if they kept the door connection in the original castle, the enemy could find them. So she had to break it first and then recreate it. And that's where, like, she had to make another pathway. And isn't that the first time she goes through the black door? Yeah, I think No, that's... No, the that? first time she okay. goes through the black door is after the castle has been destroyed and it's in it ruins right, at the right. bottom of the valley. By that point, the castle is already destroyed. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think it was a little bit more... I thought it was after that she realized they need to go get Hal. It wasn't like just get out of the castle, break, go into the door. And then she goes into the door and then comes out and says, okay, now we need to go get help. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. I understand. I, yeah, I think, I I think it shows her, like, it's, a, it's kind of psychological in the sense that, like, you know, you, you felt it really weird. But I think, like, in the sense, like, she she's still, like, she's changed a lot. But, like, I think it's the same mindset that she had in the beginning that, like, I have to, like, leave, or, like, you know, she's, like, we have to go away, like, you know, break the castle and all that, but I feel like it was saying that, you know, she was, like, because, not because of me, but, like, it's causing trouble, so, like, that's why I have to, like, go away, or in a sense, like, you know, but, like, then she notices that, you know, Hal actually needs someone, like, that, you know, I, like, you know, I need to be besides him, and, like, she really gains confidence, and, like, um, that's that's why she chooses to go back and help, you know, how. So that's that's just how I view it. Like I know, it, like surface level, I think it really doesn't make sense. But I don't think like has me um, uh, Miyazaki like Kyle wasn't that like careless in the sense of just like making that kind of in a sense like contradicting scene. I wouldn't think he would just do that. And I think there was something a bit more deeper. But that's just what I think. But he admitted himself. He was like, yeah, the ending was kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> he did, too. <laughs> he did. But, okay, fine, fine. All right, yeah. I thought it was interesting, too, that the original author of the books, um, she actually said that even though the movie version was very different from her books, that she actually liked the movie, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it was pretty good. So I think in that sense, they're, like, if the author if the author thought it was good or that Hayao Miyazaki did a good job, then, like, there are his flaws, but... Okay, another flaw. Why... So, The Witch of the Waste has always been trying to get Hal's heart. Yeah. And she takes the heart out of Calcifer, mm. and she's, like, holding and clutching it, and, you know, Hal's, like, dying over there or something, <laughs> and... Sophie goes to the witch and she's like, no, you need to give the how back to, you need to give the heart back to how. And like the whole time the witch is, this has been her whole, at least in the movie, her whole mission has been trying to get the heart of how. But the moment Sophie, and like she's clutching it and she's like, you know, in part she's holding on to for a good portion of the movie. But the moment Sophie walks up to her and at the end of the movie, it's just like, oh, fine. Uh, I guess this is pure love. Well, whatever. And she just gives up the heart, which <laughs> again, that's fine. It makes a great ending. You know, the story well, wouldn't end without the heart back in how. how. I, but if you were such a selfish person that your whole life up until this whole point has been trying to take the heart and you didn't give a crap about what happened to Hal or the Calcifer or anyone else that you wanted that heart so much. But the moment Sophie walks up to you, and he is the rival too, who you thought was, you know, going out with Hal or something, is she asked for the heart. She's like giving it up. I, but I, you I have to was... realize, by that time, she her all her magic was taken away from Salomon, and she's just this really old demen- dementia old grandma. She doesn't know what she's doing. I mean, 
she's not even a witch anymore more at that t- point in the movie it's just her obsession was still there so she just kind of knew she wanted the heart but she didn't really know why is my interpretation at least in the movie and that's why she's like oh actually sophie was kind to me i like her so i'll give it back kind of thing she's even satisfied. older than sophie by that point yeah like, yeah yeah I, I thought so. it really reminded me of like Gollum in Lord of the Rings, like, <laughs> my precious, and like yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. That heart, that heart's just trying so hard I'm to get. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, okay, just let's just two more things I wanted to hit on. Do you think this is? Let's just focus on the movie, the movie, not the books. But do you think this animation or this movie? Was a feminine? Do you think it has a feminist me- feminist message or not? I, I would I would say almost every like Studio Ghibli movie has a female protagonist. I don't think like I mean I guess that's why I like Marco Rosso so much. Is like it's a kind of in a sense first like male protagonist. Like, it's Porco Rosso. It, por- but, yeah. Excuse me, Porco Rosso. <laughs> Mark Rosso. <laughs> Mark Rosso. Never mind. Okay. But, like yeah, Porco Rosso. That's okay. what I liked about Porco Rosso. But like I I just think that throughout like all his movies it's mostly surrounded by like this girl or like this female protagonist and i think like he really has that strong like female characters that are like very like you know uh speaking up you know like trying to like act you know acting boldly and you know not fearing being very brave and i think that's that's the whole part like theme around like Miyazaki like movies yeah, I would agree. I I would say that it it is. A f- I don't know if it'd be feminist, but because it, I would say it's female empowering, okay. empowering, but not necessarily feminist. Because it doesn't really touch on like the male female equal part, but like it's empowering. I can't say this word empowering um, females because um, you see yourself and these characters you see like not just girls but like um males i think you see yourself in these characters and they're being so vulnerable in their emotions and stuff and just their self-discovery self-realization and growth um is what's so appealing and it's empowering for little girls to see this female character choosing and going on these adventures and accomplishing great things. So I've always so we'll, loved Studio Ghibli for that, yeah. Well, let me just play the devil's advocate. Because I agree for most movies, most of Studio Ghibli's movies, it's good. They are strong female protagonists. They have a strong female empowering message. Yeah. This one, I think you can take it the other way. And going back to that unequal relationship with Hal, especially. Mm. so Because... Here, it's in in many ways, it's glor. If you, you can take it as a way of like glorifying a woman serving a man, the man is not even doing anything for Sophie, at least not in the beginning. And Sophie is having to sacrifice so much and take care of how. And you know, she's doing his laundry for him. She's she's cleaning up the house for him. She's preparing his meals for him while how goes off and flirts with other girls. Like, I don't know. Is that really an empowering message? Because it kind of almost says like, hey, you know what, woman? You're supposed to do the laundry. You're supposed to clean the house. You're supposed to make the food for the men. I mean, that's the point. What? Okay. So that's the point the book was supposed to bring up is like, why are we like this? We're sp- the, the book was supposed to criticize of the male dominant male works outside, get gets a job job, and the female is the one who works inside and does all the cleaning and serves the men. Like, that's what the book was supposed to criticize. But, but in again, this movie, in the movie, it's not really criticizing that. It's it actually it that. agrees like it with it. Yeah, thing. I would I yeah. would say yes. The movie version does agree with that. So so this is yeah. Like I agree that most of his movies are good, but I just felt like in this one movie, you could take it as in a, you could take it the opposite way. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think like I agree. like you said, it's like starting out it was like that, but it does change. You know, like Sophie goes out and talks talks to Solomon, one of the most powerful magicians, and like. She, I mean, I guess you're right. Like she, you know, not the majority of the movie, but like she's like, you know, she's sewing. She's starting out sewing, you know, making hats. And then she's in cooking, cleaning up for how, doing laundry and all that typical like, w- like gender stereotype of like how 
females like have to say instead. And I, but I feel like the movie, like you know, it doesn't stay that way. I think that's what what the movie is trying to tell. Like you don't have to like okay. you don't have to be like bound by like your gender like stereotype that you have to do this or that. And like again, like Hal is like you know he doesn't show much of his emotions until later on. And like you know he's actually really childish inside, but like you know before he's like this perfect powerful magician and i think like men like you know don't show their emotions as much but again i think this is like kind of you know like trying to say that you don't you you know you could actually care for people you could like show your emotions and it's for both i think for both sides it's very a positive message i don't know like you it it depends on how you view it like it, there's different perspectives I and mean, you could view it differently from the different perspectives but that's just what i think okay okay all right. Well, I think I do still have other questions about this movie, but I think I've hit the most burning ones on my side. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about the movie? I, yeah, I already said this. I just wish they included the magical Sophie version. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, all right. Well, I think it's good time to wrap up our podcast right here. Uh, thank you, Joy, for joining us on this podcast. Thanks for we inviting really enjoyed me. Having you. Yeah. yeah. Thank it you was for fun. thank you for imparting all your wisdom and knowledge <laughs> onto us. We we have been very blessed by your presence. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> keep keep the compliments coming. Yeah, I want more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, You're I so think, smart. Think, You're so beautiful. Really You're good... so like Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Benjamin. Please. I, I think you gave us a really good and like fresh perspective. You know, it's just when it's just just for me. You know, it kind of gets boring, and you know, just says the same thing all the time. And oh, so, no, I so, don't. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. no but I, I really appreciate you, Joy, for like joining Isn't us. Isn't it good to have I'm... a female on the cast? Woo. Yes. You know, yeah, show yeah. That we're, we're like our, you know gender neutral we have all the you know women's perspective not just guys they're not just you know uh like but no thank you joy thank you so much for joining us and it's been really i really enjoyed this podcast and you know not just this time but like i think it's really good to have guests and you know so please if anyone wants to join us uh, feel free to contact us and you know all that so all that good stuff yeah yeah it's yep. fun being a guest be a guest join join the talk <laughs> But if you yeah. ever talk about Pocoroso, call me back again because I want to talk about Pocoroso. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, we'll let you know. All right. Well, thank you, Minasan, Ariatogusaimas. Thank you for joining our podcast today. Um, that will be it. Next week's podcast is it's a secret. We'll tell you next week. So tune in next week to find out. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Please give us a review and a rating on iTunes or any uh, podcast listening app that you have. Uh, please contact us if you're interested in like joining the show as a guest. Um, we're excited. We're gonna have we're having a pretty good lineup of guests coming up in the next few weeks. So um, please stay tuned. Okay, I think that's it. Minasan, arigatou gozaimashita. I'll see you guys next week. See you. Matane. Matane.